return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. All have a good day today? God's good. You know, he's always got a good plan for you. When you wake up in the morning, you can always know he's never planned something bad for you. I just love that. He's always got good things aimed at you for his glory. Amen. Well, praise God for those joining us well. Facebook Live. Hallelujah. Pastor Randon's got a word for us tonight, so let's welcome him as he comes to share. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Dave, for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight. Hallelujah. It's always fun to speak the Word of God. Amen. Because I think it's because it's, we speak truth. That's right. Amen. Yeah. It's always fun to tell the truth. Yeah. And uh, when we speak the Word of God, we speak truth. So uh, it's always a privilege to, to yeah. do that, that He's given us opportunities to speak truth. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a verse that's really been on my heart lately this isn't on there, but uh, Luke 4, 18, and 17, and 18, and 19. But it says, uh, when Jesus was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. To set all at liberty, those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And, and the Lord's really been showing me <clears throat> a lot of things about this verse. Just that that the Spirit of, of the Lord has already anointed us. Amen. Amen. And so it's not something that we're waiting for. We're not waiting right. for an anointing to come. Yeah. The Bible says in the last days, I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Amen. And we know that the last day started um, on the day of Pentecost in the upper room. And so if He was pouring out His Spirit then then the, the spigot hasn't stopped. Amen. Right. The, the flow is still coming through. So yep. the anointing is on you. Amen. The That's anointing the is on you to preach the gospel. The anointing is on yes. you to set, uh, bring liberty to the captives. Amen. Yes. And that's been so encouraging to me because sometimes, you know, before a message, it's like, oh, Lord, I just pray that you anoint me for this message. Well, and he's saying to me, well, no, I've already anointed you. Just yeah. go out and do it. Amen. And then go out and do it. Yeah. And it kind of goes along with what I want to say tonight. Yeah. And uh, the title is uh, Use Your Gifts yes. tonight. And you know, the Lord gives us spiritual gifts and He gives us physical gifts. Yeah. And spiritual gifts are gifts that the Holy Spirit will give to us for certain situations. So if we go to 1 Corinthians twelve seven, the Bible says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another the faith, another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, 
to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Amen? And so, the spiritual gift that Paul is talking about are these manifestations that happen and and maybe just pop up in a meeting or if you're just witnessing somebody on the street. Um, And He gives it to us as we need them. Amen. And so these spiritual gifts, not that somebody doesn't have a healing ministry or maybe in, in most meetings that they attend and they pray for people, there's a, a miraculous healing. Uh, or maybe somebody really, uh, the Lord has anointed them to, um, to do tongues and interpretation. And maybe that's something that's just a regular thing in their life and in services. Um, but for the most part, the Spirit, it says He gives to each as He wills. He gives it individually as He wills. And so spiritual gifts... Yeah. Like these, um, for me and for you, they might happen a couple times in our life, yeah. you know. Um, and so spiritual gifts, whenever something like that happens, it's an amazing thing because the, the Holy Spirit might move on you to do something like that. Yep. The second thing is, is uh, spirit, uh, physical gifts. So spiritual gifts, um, people might have like a healing ministry or prophetic ministry, but they're not skills that we hone from childhood. Yep. It's not like we're... We, they, we get it at childhood and then we work to improve our craft or our skill. Physical gifts are gifts that the Lord, what we're born with, that the Lord puts in us, you know, before we're even born. And, uh, or that we've worked really hard to cultivate in our lives that the Lord gave us. Um, and God gave us all certain talents and certain gifts that he wants us to use for his glory. He doesn't want us to put them away. He doesn't want us to think that they're insignificant. Amen. But he gave us all certain talents. Hi, Lois. How are you? (laughs) Gave us all certain talents and he gave us all certain gifts. Amen. That he wants us to use for his glory. And when you look how much God loves us and the time he took to make us, you can see that he didn't just make us just to make us. He made us for the purpose. That we have a purpose on this earth. And it's, it is to serve Him, but it's to serve Him using our gifts. And it's to serve Him using our talents. Yes. I know that He gave us all special talents because of the time He took on each one of us to do great things. So if we go to Psalm 139 in the Passion Translation, and I loved this when I read it. It says, You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Mm -hmm. We are mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. And I really believe that that the personalities that he put in us, he knew before we were even born. He said, oh, this person is going to have this talent and this person is going to have this skill. And he puts our talents and our abilities with the personalities that he gave us. Amen. You even formed every bone of my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. Amen? You don't spend that much time on something or somebody unless you want to show them off. Amen? Amen? And He wants to show you off, not for our glory. He doesn't want to show you off so that you can get all the credit and you can get all the glory. I can get all the credit. But he wants to show us off so he can get the glory. So we glorify him. Amen. He as our father. Yeah. And so he wants to make sure that, all right, 
you know, Pastor Dave has these gifts. I want him to showcase them. I want him to use them every single day yeah. as he's giving glory to my name. Yeah. Jeremiah 1, uh, 4 through 5 says in the Amplified, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, and internalize this. This isn't just for Jeremiah. I mean, this is for you too. But it says, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you. Hallelujah. He didn't just know us. He actually approved of us as his chosen instrument. Before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Amen. And in that last part, you can put whatever you feel the Holy Spirit has gifted you with um, for yourself. I have appointed you with a healing ministry to the nations. I have appointed you with a help ministry to the nations. I have appointed you uh, with this gift, whatever your gift is, to the nations. We have some very talented people in this church. Amen. People, talents that only, only is unique to you. Amen. And the Lord wants, I believe the Lord wants to show us even more now that we can be, uh, somebody that shut, that shows his glory with the talents that he gave us. So not only did he know us, he approved of us. We have a stamp of approval. And he approves your gift. Amen. He approves the talent that he gave you. The gift that he put inside of you. Amen. Another verse that I, when we were worshiping, that I, that I was thinking about was, uh, is in Matthew 7, verse 7, and we'll read through, uh, we'll read through 11. It says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is who, your Father who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? So these gifts that He put inside of you, they're good gifts. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it feels like. You know, you have a skill, and it may seem like, ah, oh, that's, really ins- that's really insignificant. How could I ever use that for the glory of the yeah. Lord? Yeah. Um, but God wouldn't have put it inside of you if he couldn't have, uh, didn't have something for you to use it for. Yeah. Amen? He wouldn't have put a skill inside you if he didn't expect us to use it. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And one of the, the verses that I really liked in the Old Testament, Exodus 35, they're making the tabernacle. And uh, just, I'm going to read a, a lot here, but just 35 and, and part of, first part of 36. But he says, All who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. And look at the list. You know, you might think in, in the Old Testament, like, Oh, I can, you know, I can do these intricate things. Why, how would I, why would I ever need that? We're in the middle of nowhere. Why would I ever need to make these beautiful ornaments or anything like that? But look at everything that God has called these artisans to make. The tabernacle, its tent, its covering, its clasp, its boards, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, the ark and its poles with the mercy seat and the veil of the covering, the table and its poles, all its utensils, and the showbread, also the lampstand for the light, its utensils, its lamps, the oil for the light, the incense altar, its poles, the anointing oil, the sweet incense, and the screen for the door at the entrance of the tabernacle. 
The altar of burnt offering with its bronze grating, its poles, all its utensils, and all the labor in its base, the hanging of the court, its pillars, their sockets, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle, the pegs of the court, and their cords, the garments of ministry for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron and the priests, and the garments of his sons to minister as priests. And so we see a wide range, a wide variety of things that the Lord is calling people to be a part of and to make for his tabernacle, for his presence, amen, for his glory, amen. And if we jump down to Exodus 35:30, the Lord gets specific. And Moses said to the children of Israel, see the Lord has called by name Bezalel. And how many knows he calls us by name to use our special gifts and our talents? the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship, to design artistic work, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. And he has put in his heart the ability to teach. In him and Aholiab, the son of Ahesamach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do all manner of work of the engraver and the designer and the tapestry maker in blue, purple, and scarlet thread, the fine linen, and of the weaver, those who do every work and those who design artistic works. And Bezalel and Aholiab and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord has put wisdom and understanding to know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. That, that's a, a mouthful. But notice how in verse 30, the Lord called him by name. Amen. He said, I want that guy. I want, that guy is going to be head over all the artisans that are going to construct the temple, that are going to construct the tabernacle. They're going to be in charge of all the details. And I love that when the Lord gives you a gift, even if you don't know how to cultivate it, he gives us the grace to cultivate it. Amen. Because again, we go back and we look um, in verse 31, it says that he has filled him with the spirit of God. He has filled him with wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship. So who is it that filled him? Is God that filled him with all of these attributes, with all of these skills. Amen. And we saw in, in Exodus 35, 10 through 19, just the wide range of skills that are needed. Amen. And he had the ability, and it says in verse 34, he has put in his heart the ability to teach. Amen. I think teaching is, a, is very important. Being able to teach somebody uh, to do something. You know, being able to do it on the one hand is great, but if you can teach somebody, amen, then it, it affects a whole range of people. What's the old, I'm going to get this wrong, I'm sure, but what's the old adage if you... What is it? If you show, what is it? Something, a man how to fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Right. Amen. Yep. So I think teachers are very important. And I think within all of us, just like he did here, he said he put in his heart the ability to teach. Whatever your skill is, I believe that he's put in your heart the ability to teach somebody else. Amen. Amen. He's put in your heart the ability to pass on the knowledge that you have, to pass on the skills that you have to somebody that has the same interests as you. Yep. God has put special gifts in each one of us. 
And he calls us to use those gifts. Maybe none of these people thought that being a skilled artisan would amount to anything in their life. Again, they're in the middle of nowhere. The Lord's already with them. Amen. He already brings the, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. So you'd probably be thinking, well, what does he need me for? Why would he need me to do anything? He's, he's already doing, he's already with us. His presence is already here. And the Lord said, no, I got plans for you. Amen. And he has plans for us to use the gifts and the talents that we have. Amen. Like I said, maybe they, they didn't think they would be amount to much in their life, but then they were called upon to help build the temple, or help build the tabernacle. You know, when I was in high school, we had a guest speaker um, who was a prophet who came to our church. And uh, so I went up for prayer. I was in high school, and one of the things he said to me was that I was going to use athletics to glorify the Lord and to, to be an influence on a lot of people. And, of course, when I was in high school, I thought I was going to go to the NBA, of course. You know, I thought I was going to be a professional ball player. You know, I was six foot and I barely played on my high school team. But hey, I thought, you know, I could do it still. I just got to practice a little bit more and get a little taller, which I never did. But back then I thought, oh, I'm going to do this. And so then when I got, even 10 years ago when I was 23, I was thinking, you know, because that stuck with me, that prophecy stuck with me. And I thought, well, how am I going to use my talent? You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing any sports at this point. I'm not doing it. I'm just working and I'm you know, I'm not really doing much um, with that prophecy. But I kind of kept it in my heart. You know, Mary, when, when Jesus said all these things, it always said that she kept these things in her heart. She didn't really understand it, yep. but she wanted to keep it in her heart yep. so that she could pull it out and say, oh, praise the Lord. Yes. Well, I kept these things in my heart. And, uh, you know, when Angela and I got married, I started to be involved in the kids' of sports. Mm-hmm. And I started to... Uh, coach, and so I, I've been coaching Mason for five years in basketball. And I look back now over just these last five years, and my opportunity to minister to these kids that are in Mason's grade. Yeah. And you know, it's not—I don't just nonstop talk about Jesus to them or anything. Yeah. But even just if somebody gets hurt, I just lay my hands and I'll—I'll I'll pray yeah. for them. Amen. And I really believe I'm having an impact in these kids' life. So I look back at that prophecy. And I say, wow, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how the Lord would use that. But I really believe that he is using that. Maybe there's a a skill, maybe there's a passion that you have that you're like, well, how is the Lord going to use this? I, you know, I love, I love snowboarding. How is the Lord going to use snowboarding to, to bring people to the gospel? And I just say, be patient. Amen. Because God has something for you. He wouldn't have put that passion within you if he didn't have something for you. Amen. Anything can be used to glorify the Lord, and that's why we were created. He wants us to embrace the gift on the inside of us. So many people hide their gift and just try to get through life. Amen. When they have something unbelievable to offer the world, we don't want to hide the gifts that God gave us. Amen. Amen. We know that God gives good gifts. Amen. James 1.17 says, Every good and every perfect gift is from from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So, Whatever gift he gave you is a good gift. Matthew twenty five fourteen says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, 
to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And one thing I thought was interesting was that word ability is actually the same Greek word for dunamis. Isn't that kind of amazing that word dunamis means power? And it's the same word and meaning as 2 Timothy 1.7, where the Bible says that he's given us a spirit of power, spirit of love, and a sound mind. And as I was researching this, the Thayer's Greek lexicon definition of this word ability, or power, is uh, inherent power. Power residing in a, thi- in a thing by virtue of its nature, or which a person, person or thing exerts and puts forth. And so I read that, and I think of ability, when, when we talk about it in Matthew 25, that the man gave talents to his servants based on what they could do and what they would do with the skills or the power that resided inside of them. Amen? And so, you know, we, we have these skills and we have these things that aren't just of, of us. You know, I, I just didn't, you know, come up with this skill, but it's a skill that was placed on the inside of us by the Lord. So the man, he knew his servants. Amen. Jesus knows us. But the man knew his servants and he knew, okay, I really believe this, this servant is going to make the most of what I give him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him the most talents. I'm going to give him the most coins so that he can bring back to me more yeah. money. Yeah. And so he gave him five. The second man, he gave him two. The, the third one, he gave him one. So if we keep on reading in Matthew 25, 16, it says, Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received the uh, two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and bought five other, brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Yeah. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And I love, you know, I can just imagine the servant just being excited, you know, to, to tell their Lord, yeah. look, you gave me five. I was able to double it. I was able to give you more than what you wanted me to. Yeah. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For everyone who has more will be given, and he who will have abundance, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I really like this parable because one, it talks about this, the the Lord, the, the man that goes away, and the faith he had, and how much faith he had in each servant. And it shows that this man knew his servants very well. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Amen. 
Because he knew that the one that he gave the most talents to was going to come back, and he was going to come back, and he was going to be happy with what transpired while he was gone. Same with the two. And, you know, the Lord, he'll never give up on us. Amen. So maybe maybe this other servant who had one talent, maybe the, this this man knew that there was a good chance he wasn't going to get anything back from this from this servant. But what did he do? He trusted him anyways. He gave him the one talent anyways. Yeah. Amen. And maybe for some of us, there's been there's been things that we have and abilities and gifts that God has given us that we've kind of hid away for a long time. Yeah. Maybe we think, well, this is really insignificant, so you know, I'm just not going to cultivate this talent in my life. I'm not yeah. gonna I'm just gonna decide not to go down that path. Yeah. But the Lord is faithful. Amen. Yeah. And Jesus hasn't come back yet. The, the man here has come back. Jesus has not come back yet for his second coming. Yeah. So we have time, amen? We have time to use our talents for, for good things for yeah. Jesus. Amen. And that's what he wants us to do. And really this parable is about making the most of what the Lord gives us. Yes. Amen? Some of us might have great talents. Some of you might have many talents, things that I could only dream about. Some of us, maybe we don't feel like we have as many talents. But I tell you what, the Lord will give us a bunch of talents. And then we can cultivate those talents. We can cultivate those skills that God has given us. Amen? You know, Pastor Jeannie, early on in the ministry, you know, she hadn't played uh, the piano. She didn't know how to play the piano. What did she do? There was a need, so she self-taught. And she played and she played and she played. Amen? And the Lord used that talent, that ability of hers, amen, to be a blessing to the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Some of you are really good with um, like like an artisan, like are very artistic and very yeah. can do intricate things yeah. and sew and crochet and and just make these amazing beautiful things. Don't give up on that talent. Amen. Amen. Find a way, figure out a way you can use it for the Lord's yes. glory. Yes. Amen. And I think it's important that we do that. It's important yes. that we understand that the talents that we have we can use. Amen. So this parable is not much as much about the amount of talents each servant received, but what they did with the money. Yeah. The first two servants who had five and two talents, he said, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. What's he saying? He said, I'm going to enlarge your influence. I'm going to enlarge your territory. Amen. Jabez was bold enough. We you know, talked about Jabez the last couple weeks here, but Jabez was bold enough to say, Lord, I don't want to be called pain anymore. Yep. I want you to enlarge my territory. I want you to give me a new name. Use what you've given, or cultivate in me what you've given me so I may use them to bring good things and not pain. Yes. Amen? I'm going to give you an enlarged influence because you know what to do with what I have given you. I mean, I think that's part of just when we're, when we're figuring out life and our purpose in life. You know, because when you're, when you're in high school and even in college, Sometimes it's easy to say, well, what am I going to do with my life? You know, what, what job am I going to work at? You know, what special skills or talents do I have? Yeah. And it can be a little bit of figuring out. I remember when I was in, in high school, you know, when uh, actually right before I came to college, a friend of mine had passed away. And I was in this really bad state of mind and, and very depressed and different things. And uh, it took me a little while. The first semester, you know, I just leaving home, didn't really know, didn't know anybody here. As kind of by design, I didn't want to go to high, college with anybody that I went to high school with. 
but I didn't know anybody, and, and so I got really depressed, and, and the Lord, you know, I, I've said it like this before, it was like I was in a waiting, like in a doctor's office, waiting room, just waiting to go into the doctor's office, you know, but for me it was, I was just in the, on the earth, just waiting to go to the next stage of life, you know, in eternity, and, and the Lord kind of showed me that, um, that we have a purpose, there's a purpose for us being here. It's not just to wait. That's right. Amen. And that was actually the first sermon that I preached on after I got out of all of that was on purpose. Yep. Amen. We have a purpose. He's given us a purpose to live on this earth and to do things for him. Amen. When we use the special abilities that God has given us, we can influence more people. But if we act like the servant with one talent and keep our skill to ourselves, then we're hamstringing ourselves. Yeah. We're wasting our the ability that God's given us. Yeah. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship. Yeah. We're created in Christ yeah. Jesus for good works, Amen. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. So we are his workmanship. Amen. Amen. When we don't use the talents that God give it, gives us, we're saying that your workmanship wasn't very good. Yeah. We're saying, you created me. I'm, you know, if, if I'm saying I'm not worthy to use the talents you've given me, he's saying, but I made you perfectly. Like, my workmanship in you is perfect. Yeah. Amen? Remember when you were in school and you were told to draw or create something that, um, you know, that described you? You know, and so you draw, you know, for me, I'd draw like a basketball or something like that. Um, maybe some of you would draw something else that you really enjoy, like horses or something like that. Um, that's what God did. You know, it's, it's like he was going to, he wanted to create something that he could enjoy. He wanted to create us so that so that he could put his personality in us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. His passion in us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When we do things, we want to do it with passion. That's, yeah. what, that's what God did when he created us. He created us with passion. Right. He created us with a purpose. He gave us gifts to show him off. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Or when you're, maybe when you're younger and... Um, you make you make something at school. You know Ryan when he makes something at at preschool here. You know sometimes he's so excited to say, "Dad, look what I made!" And he'll rip it out of his out of his backpack, and I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool! That's so great! Good job, bud." Well, he wants to make he wants us to know that he wants to show off the talents that he gave us. Amen. Genesis 1:26. It says then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing, thing that creeps off the earth. And in my margin of my Bible, it says that our image, when he says that, likely refers to qualities such as reason, personality, and intellect, and to the capacity to relate, to hear, to see, and to speak. So all these characteristics of God, which he chose to reproduce in us. So when he when he when he said let let us make man in our image in our likeness he's saying let's make let us make man with our personality let us make man with our character amen let's give him let's give uh, mankind the ability to relate things and and to problem solve and to do things that we enjoy doing amen I mean really the best artist in the Bible is God because he created Everything. He created the heavens and the earth, amen, and everything was perfect. He created everything perfectly, and he gave that same spirit to us. Amen, he gave that same creative ability to us. Amen? 
He wanted to make something out of his own image, out of his own likeness. The devil's going to try to intimidate us, though. The devil's going to try to tell us that our gifts are insignificant. He's going to try to tell us that, well, don't even, don't even bother because you're never going to be good at it. You know, you're never going to reach anybody on a, on a wide, on a large scale, so just don't even, don't even do it. But God knows us better than we know ourselves, amen? And if He gave us a gift to cultivate, we better be cultivating that gift. Amen. We want, to be able, we want to be one of the servants that can come to him and say, Lord, look what I did with the talent that you, give, you gave me. Lord, look what I did to the, with the skills that you gave me. Yes. Look how many people will reach for your glory. Yes. You know, Paul said, you know, um, Apollos water, or I, I planted Apollos water, but God gets the increase. Amen. Yep. Amen. We use our skills for, for God. Amen. Yes. To show him off, to show off the character of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. The devil's going to try to tell us that our gifts are insignificant just because he knows how significant they are. Yeah. Amen. Anything the devil says is opposite of what the truth is. The devil's a liar. So if he says, oh, your gifts are insignificant, that means your gifts are very significant. Amen. Right. If he says that you're never going to amount to anything, that means you're going to amount to something big yeah, for amen. God's glory. Amen? amen. God says, walk in your gifts. We look back in Ephesians 2.10, it says that which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. He gave us a platform to walk in the gifts that he's given us. He's saying, use what I gave you. He's saying, it brings me glory when you use the talents that I gave you. Amen. Amen. So tonight, I just encourage you that if maybe there's a talent or or ability, a gift that you remember from way back in your childhood or in your your college years or young adult years or whatever, I encourage you to dust it off. Yeah. Look at it again. See see if it's something that you want to pick up again. Amen. Amen? Because there's nothing that's too insignificant. There's nothing that is too weird that God can't use. Amen. Amen? It might be a, something where it's like, eh, how could the Lord use this for his glory? But I tell you what, he will. Amen. His his thoughts are above ours. You know, he, you know, even our wildest dreams of what we can think about using our our talents and our gifts. He thinks higher about our talents and our gifts. Amen. So I encourage you to to look at that. I encourage you to look at something that God has given you that maybe you didn't even know was a gift from God, but that's something that maybe you really enjoy to do, and just start thinking about. It. Try to see if you can cultivate that gift. And I tell you what, it'll pay dividends. Won't pay, you know, it'll pay dividends to, to Jesus. Amen? Amen. And he's the one that, that looks at all the things that we can do. Amen? Amen? All right. Well, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that we do have gifts, that you've yes. given each one of us multiple gifts that we can use for your glory, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for cultivating those in us. Thank, thank you for Jesus. bringing those up to the surface, Lord. It says in your word that you give us the desires of our hearts, yes. Lord that you put those desires in there and then you rise them up inside of us, Father, so that we can do them for your glory. We thank you that you get all the praise, that you get, a, get, you get the increase. Lord, that you can use us as willing vessels, Lord, that we can be uh, faithful, that we can be uh, teachable, Lord, that we can do the things, great exploits that you want us to do. And Lord, I thank you for blessing everybody here tonight. Blessing the rest of their week, Lord, that um, any reports that they're waiting on, Lord, we think that they're going to be good reports. 
anything that they um, are, any decision that they're dealing with, Lord, we think they're going to make the right decision. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Anything that they don't have peace about, Lord, we thank you for perfect, you. Peace, perfect peace tonight, through the rest of the week, Lord, through the rest of the month, through the rest of the year. Father, we just thank you for all that you do for us. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's a good God, isn't he? We serve a good God. Well, have a great night. Ladies Bible study tomorrow at 1030, and you are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.